Happy Father's Day, Dad, Dads. Happy Father's Day, Dads. Try it again. You know what I think one of the really special things about Father's Day is? We're allowed to have dad jokes. <laughs> Perfectly legitimate to have dad jokes on dad. In fact, I think they should be compulsory on Dad's Day, on Father's Day, don't you think? Dad, dad jokes, and it's compulsory to laugh at dad jokes on Father's Day. Anyone agree with me? Let's have a go. Did you hear about the man who was sacked from the calendar factory? He took a few days off. A, a, dad was washing, sorry, a dad was washing his car with his son. And the son said, Dad, can't you use a sponge like everybody else does? You know? All the dads are like these ones, eh? Well, I bet you've heard this one before. The invisible man married the invisible woman. Their children were certainly nothing to look at. <laughs> Dad, it said on the news that an actress has stabbed someone. I think her name was Reese. Mum, with a spoon? <laughs> no, says Dad, with a knife. <laughs> oh, not too many groans happening yet. What about this one? This is not PC. I accidentally handed my wife the superglue instead of her lipstick. <laughs> she still isn't talking to me. <laughs> one more, have one more. Is that okay, one more? I've got a few I can't share in, in the service. But, you know. A pair of jump leads walks into a pub. The barman says, well, I'll serve you guys, but don't you go starting anything. Cool. Better stop while I'm ahead, eh? It sort of only lasts for a little while. Wasn't that amazingly moving and fascinating to hear some of Arthur's story earlier? What an incredible story. What we heard was just a small part of it, as we know, and David said that David and the team have had an unenviable task. There was over three hours of footage they took to make that 20-minute something for us this morning. But the rest of the story, of course, is in Arthur's book, which gives much more of a full story. Stuff of movies, don't you think? Yeah. In fact, you'd probably see the movie and think it was a bit far-fetched. <laughs> yeah. But I think if Hollywood got hold of it, they would make an exciting movie, yeah. Survival Against the Odds. And it certainly is that. But they may well miss a major theme which threads its way all through this story, and many levels, that it's the theme of faithfulness. Yeah. Arthur hanging on to his faith and not giving up in the midst of all the circumstances he went through, that's faithfulness. Edna looking at that photo of the young man who she hadn't even met, didn't know, and praying for him for numbers of years without giving up, that's faithfulness. Arthur and Edna making vows to one another in 1947, and being faithful to those vows for 72 years, that's a, another level of faithfulness, isn't it? And so it can go on. But there's another thread that weaves its way through this whole story, and it's the faithfulness of God. And I know that Edna and Arthur would always want to make sure that's the main focus of their tale. Just a couple of verses from the Bible. Psalm 100, verse 5, For the Lord is good, and His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. 
Lamentations 3, the faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is His faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh every morning. I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance, therefore I will hope in Him. Faithfulness, faithfulness is just as much part of God's nature and character as His love is. And we know His love is unfailing. It's given without reservation or without qualification. God is incapable of not loving because it's who He is. And God is faithful, absolutely trustworthy. He is totally committed to see His words and His promises come to pass. God's faithfulness means He doesn't make rash promises that He can't possibly fill or fulfill. In fact, it's impossible for Him to commit Himself to anything at all that He's incapable of achieving. Being faithful means that God keeps all of His promises. He never has to revise His word or renege on a single one of them. Listen to what Numbers 23 says. God is not a man, so He does not lie. He's not human, so He does not change His mind. Has He ever promised and failed to act? Has He ever promised and not carried it through? Now, I know they're rhetorical questions, but you want to say, no, of course He hasn't. Of course not. If God were ever to break one of His promises, He would no longer be God because He would no longer be true to Himself. He's not fickle. He doesn't change His mind all the time and be untrustworthy as we humans can be. Being faithful is not just something God does. Being faithful is who God is. The Bible is full of promises, right? I don't know if you've ever tried to count them, but it's a pretty difficult task. Quite a few years ago, there was a Canadian school teacher called Everett Storms. Not Mount Everest Storms, but Everett Storms. I sort of think, you know, a school teacher named Storms. Bit of a risk, right? Think of all the <laughs> nicknames he'd have been called at school, right? Mr. Storms decided to painstakingly go through from the Bible from cover to cover through the 31,000 plus verses in the Bible and keep a record of every one of them that it was a promise. It took him 18 months to complete his task. And when he had finished, he declared that the number of promises God has made to us human beings is 7,487. That's pretty cool. I've got no idea to, to, to take his word for it, right? So do you. Others have done a similar exercise, and they've come up with different numbers at times. It all depends whether you talk about unconditional promises or conditional promises, etc., etc. But what I do know is that Bible is jam-packed full of not just God's promises, but with proof of God fulfilling them. That's God being faithful to His Word. Now, my life story isn't anywhere near as dramatic as Arthur's. And I bet that's probably true for most of us, right? But if we sat back for a while and began to think over our lives to date, no matter how young you might be or how old you might be, I guarantee each one of us is going to find many moments when God has proven Himself to be faithful to His Word and to us. Most of them will be in the normal, everyday sort of things of life. And some of them are going to be more dramatic and stand out as highlights. One standout moment for us was when I felt really challenged to go to a live-in Bible school at Living Springs. Now, that might not seem too much of a challenge to, to you, but 
It meant for us giving up our full-time jobs, having no income, paying fees for the studies and for our food and for our board, and, and also taking along with us three small boys, one who was newborn. And added to that, we were in a voluntary position of leading an outreach congregation in Wollstone, and we had to look after that and, and take Sunday night services, etc. We had to carry on doing that while we were over Living Springs going to Bible school. So it was a challenge for us, a difficult decision, right, to, especially financially. I should have already learnt this lesson because earlier in our marriage, when Jill and I PK, which is, no, that's BK, isn't it, before kids, right? <laughs> We'd given up our teaching roles to do a voluntary stint and ministry role in Wellington, and we had seen God provide so many ways at that stage in Wellington, you'd think this decision now would be simple. But it was very different for us because now we had a small family we were responsible for. So I was struggling with these issues. And one day when I was praying about it, a verse from the Bible, as can happen from time to time, just really leapt out at me. And it was this, Psalm 37, verse 25, this is David speaking. He said, I was young, now I am old, yet I have never seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging bread. Well, I wasn't old then when I got this promise, and now, well, you know. But I knew it was a promise from God. We would be okay. He would provide all our needs. We could trust him based on his promise because he'd been faithful to his word to us many times before, especially in that, during that stint in Wellington. So with the promise of God in our hearts, we packed up and moved the family to Living Springs to attend the Bible school. We didn't start a give a little page. We didn't canvas our friends for money to go. We went with what we had and trusted God with the promise he'd given I'll tell you what, in the midst of all the challenges and blessings of that year, we thrived in many ways. We looked back over the year at the time we'd had, and we put all our income versus income on one side and all our expenditure on the other side, and thinking, it doesn't logically work out what has happened because we flourished. How did we do that? Wow. Because God, our Heavenly Father, is faithful to His Word. Yeah. I really learned something during that time, and I've carried it with me in my life ever since. God is our source of provision, right? Yeah. Whatever that provision, however it comes to us, whether it's from our salary, or from our wages, or from the government, or the generosity of other people, or natural means, or some other amazing way, God is the source. He provides. And in Arthur's story, you might have noticed it, when that, that mattress came along at the right time, just... How does this happen? When did the, and the onion that floated towards him when he needed some sustenance. And all the other things that happened when he was fighting for survival. God and his faithfulness provided for him amazingly. God is faithful. He's faithful to his word. He's faithful to his promises. Faithful to those he loves. And that includes every single one of us. And he's given many universal promises, meaning that they're the same for every human being at every moment of history, any time. Here's one of them. You probably know this one. John 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. That's a wonderful promise that applies to every person right throughout the ages. Here's another one. 
1 John 1.19. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just, will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. That's a promise that applies to every person right throughout the age. And there, if we had time this morning, I don't, because the clock's winding, die, winding down, wound down, wound past. <laughs> We'd find hundreds of thousands of promises like this in the Word of God that have been given to everyone without exception. And I know in this room, there'll be many, many stories of God fulfilling promises for you. Because God, our Heavenly Father, is faithful Hearing some of Arthur Edna's story, what a timely reminder for each of us to take some time, maybe later today or maybe later this week, just to pause, to remind ourselves of the ways God has been faithful to us in the little things and the bigger things. And then to turn around and give thanks to God, worship Him for all that He's done for each of us. We close our eyes. Father, I want to thank you again this morning. What a wonderful reminder we've had of your faithfulness. Lord, your word even says if we are unfaithful, if we're faithless or unfaithful, you still remain faithful. You're always faithful to perform your word because you love us. And we thank you for that this morning. I pray today that each one of us as we leave this place with the wonderful challenge we've had from Arthur and Edna's life, the wonderful story part of we've heard today, that we'd go, Lord, and we begin again to just look back and see the many, many, many countless times that you're faithful to us and have been so, that we might return it to you and say, Lord, thank you for your faithfulness to us. In Jesus' name, amen.